Yeah. You should also have to have a sign on your bike that says I'm fat. <laughs> You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. Everyone, welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We are in mom's living room. I'm here with my brother Adam. As always, Adam, say hi to the people. Hi, people. Hey, we just, I want to thank, although the reviews for some reason are not showing up on iTunes, we have like a, I get like an email with the update, so I want to thank Scooter878 for leaving us Ligma on iTunes, not sure what's not showing up, but we know that you left it, so thank you very much, Scooter, and for those of you out there, we have, I have a new dick joke, we have a new dick joke that we actually heard, credit Brendan and Ryan for this one, um, Adam, who's your favorite author? Oh, is it? Ivan Yakinov? Yeah, no, so that's, that's a really good one. Ivan Yakinov. Mm-hmm. And who else? <laughs> but there's a better one, though. Which is? Mike Oxhard. Oh, Have you Mike ever read Oxhard. Mike? Mike? Mike Oxlimp? <laughs> Mike Oxsoft? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you could leave us a Mike Oxsoft <laughs> on iTunes, <laughs> that would be really incredible. Thank you very much. This podcast is sponsored by the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Whatever you guys are drinking, what kind of coffee are you drinking? Are you bored of it? I bet you're bored of it. Four Sigmatic. It'll just be that coffee, but better. It has mushrooms in it, chaga, lion's mane. It forms neural connections. It's what we drink. It makes you more productive. It's less of a crash. I highly recommend it. No, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. As I turn my volume up, which is mildly irritating, then so low. So what is your gripe? My gripe is people with electric bikes, if you're riding in electric bikes, why do they have pedals? I feel like the pedal on an electric bike is to pretend that you're actually bike riding when really everyone knows when you're going up that hill and you're like, you're moving your feet in slow motion that you're just zooming up it with the electricity. So I think that if there's an electric bike, you shouldn't be allowed to have pedals on it. So everyone knows that you're fat, but they want to pedal it, right? No, they but, don't want to have the no, electric, the but, electric but do you, shit all Do you the see time. how stupid it is? It's an electric bike. The pedals are there just to pretend that you're no, bike no, riding. the pedals are there for them when they shut the electricity off and they, they ride. They ride manually. Right, but they don't you shut do a the, manual ride. Right, but if they were going to manually ride, they'd get what's called a bike. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have all the weight of the electricity. So you're saying that if you get an electric bike, you have to... You have to, you have to show that you're show like, you're that like you're here I am, I'm fat, and I can't ride a bike. And I don't have pedals. You can't pretend like you're bike riding. So you want like pegs, like a BMX. Bike. I want like I want like a peg. Like you should have to just put your feet on a peg and be like, I'm fat, and here we go, electric bike. Because it's really annoying when you get passed by an electric bike because it looks like they might be riding, no, but they're not. You know, sometimes when you're when they're going uphill, they're like they're moving their feet in the slowest circle possible. I bet in their head they're like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm doing it. Yeah, you, you know, know, they're, they're like, like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm riding, I'm riding up this hill. But really, they're just like electrically going up. It's like when you put on the assist on the dip machine at the gym, right? And you go down, and you're like, you know, I'm not gonna write it down. I yeah, I used forty, may have used forty pounds. Well, it's of assistance. like the assisted dip yeah. is invisible. Yeah, it's like an invisible assisted now, dip. Because when you use an assisted dip at the gym, everybody, it's shame, 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 shame. If you're shame. a man, yeah, shame. Yeah, no. If you're a man, it's shame. No, but like, it's a good way to get more. Yeah, to get more. So you I, can only I don't use know, the honestly. assisted dip after you've done like if everyone in the gym has seen you do like a hundred other dips, regular dips. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. As long as you have a shirt that's barely a shirt, then you can use the assisted dip. 
Um, my gripe is the amount of things that I charge. So here's some of the oh, things yeah. that here's some of the oh, things yeah. that I charge right. right now. I charge my Kindle, my got my little Garmin workout thing, which I just got. Yeah. The heartbeat thing. My phone, tablet, computer, Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, this is a really good gripe. Okay. So at some point, one of those six things is not going to be charged because there's just so many other things taking right. up the outlet space. Right. I spent a solid amount of my brain, my cranial energy, mm-hmm. just trying to figure out charging. Yeah. Right. When you when you have six different things to charge, then someone else has six different things. And when you're living in the same house as them, right. it just becomes And chaos. those six things need six different chargers. Okay. So how many things can you charge Wait. at one time? And then something is going to be uncharged, okay. right? I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up because it's like... And then... Wait, your vape needs a charger, right? Yeah, my vape needs to be charged too. Yeah. But the thing is... So I've been thinking, I'm like, should I spend like 15 minutes just to... Or thir- really 30 minutes just to get my charging under control... Because something you don't like, you don't spend time figuring out your charging atmosphere. But I'm wasting so much time not being charged. Where is my charger? Is my charger not working? Count off the things you need to charge: vape, uh, watch, phone, headphones, computer, Kindle. That's six. I think the gripes were good today because oh <laughs> don't talk during the music that's an echo Millennium Falcon <laughs> the Millennium Falcon <laughs> it's coming back Okay, and now the echo has been fixed. Hey, I think the gripes were good today because they're things that really annoy me. Really? Both those things. The charging atmosphere, how ridiculous it is to like charge just your life these days. And then the fact that fat people are riding their bikes, zooming uphill, and like pretending to pedal. Yeah. You should also have to have a sign on your bike that says, I'm fat. <laughs> it's such <laughs> bullshit when they're pedaling and they, they go past you and they're like, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm yeah. biking too. I'm biking too. No, you're not. No, no, and you shouldn't be allowed to pedal. Pedals are for those who use them. Pedals, <laughs> pedals, pedals are, are for winners. Them. Pedals are for winners. <laughs> uh, okay, let's play a game. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. The first question is the number of black bears, number of humans killed by bears in Yosemite. Black bears. Black bears is a tough one for the microphones. Black bears. Yeah. Uh, the number of... Killed in Yosemite. I had some stats on this. I'm just going to go off it. I think I it's, it didn't you say it? you said it was zero. It's zero. There's been zero humans recorded to be killed by bears in Yosemite. Number of bears hit by cars this year in Yosemite. A shit ton, I bet. 19. This year? 19 bears have been hit by cars in Yosemite. Just this year? Yeah. That's why the speed limit's 15 there. Yeah. Because it's so berry. But people are just zoom. They don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. They're on their electric bikes, and they're just like, mm, zoom, bear. <laughs> uh, the daily calories that a black bear consumes in the fall? Uh, 20,000. Yes. Yeah, I know that. 20,000 calories, and how many pounds of acorns? Oh, I don't know. So 20,000 calories would be 11 pounds of acorns a day. 
That's they eat acorns. Yeah, they eat acorns. They're on the black bears. Black, so what I black bears are like foragers. What I learned about the bears, they eat basically everything. Yeah, they're they scavengers. Can, they can eat meat. They can eat berries. They're unique in that. Voracious omnivores. They'll eat whatever. They They'll eat whatever. Need, they need to gain the fat. To they hibernate. just need so many calories. They have to, you know. So you can understand when they find hikers' food, which is packed full of calories, how much better it is than a fucking acorn, right? Right. Well, that's and they're like a bunch of Cliff Bars in there. They're obviously going to want that more than a stupid acorn, right? Way more. Well, this is part of the, a part of the. Should we just go into it now? This is part of the the part of the ish. I think that they're moving, and then we've seen firsthand. I think they're just moving down to where people are. Yeah, definitely. Well, they're intersecting with people more. Wild sure. animals in general, right? Well, especially especially the bear bears. Yeah, because they have a very unique, especially a certain bat in a certain province in China, in a Wuhan province. I knew I shouldn't have gone to that market. <laughs> Did you? My flight from Wuhan was only delayed like 30 minutes, though. Yeah. Did you get Wuhanitis, aka COVID? Um, well, they wanted to show me this bat, and I so went I, there. It I was about two years ago. Yeah. I went, they wanted to show me a bat, and I came back to the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> is that when, bit when you and When you and Brendan were putting feathers in your head, I was just freaking out by the, like, Wait, the, the disease on the feathers. Is that bit not working? What? My, the, woo, my Wuhan no, bit? That's Brendan. That's played out. That, that's Brendan's bit. It's played out. Can you name the eight different bears, species of bear? In, the, in North America? In the family Ursus. Okay, I like no, that. No, this is like yes, this I is I can. in the world. This is in the world. Yes. World uh, bears. Okay, um the Kodiak bear. Okay, the Kodiak bear is a type of one of these. Yeah, it's a type of grizzly. Okay. But a grizzly is a it's a brown bear. Oh, okay. So so grizz so grizzly. So brown bear. Yeah, okay, or yeah. grizzly. Brown bear. Black bear. Berenstein bear. Yeah. Okay. Uh and then there's all the Russian bears. Kam- okay. Kamchatka bear. Mm, Kamchatka bear. Is that the Asiatic black bear? Kombucha bear. Okay. <laughs> black bear, brown bear. Asiatic bear. black bear. Yeah. Andean. Europe, European black bear. Mm-hmm. Andean bear. Sloth bear and sun bear. I did the hard ones. Can you do the two easier ones that are left? One's in Asia. One's in v- in uh, Laos. Myanmar. Panda. Panda. Panda, Motherfucking panda. Panda, polar bear. Okay, yeah, panda and polar bear. There you There's go. not that many different kinds of bear. Hey, while it's interesting, while the panda eats primarily bamboo, the polar bear is basically all carnivorous, but they're in the same family. Yeah. So, like, it, it is cool what you're saying, that they, bears are very opportunistic with what they eat. Yeah, they're super opportunistic, and it's, it's cool because most creatures aren't omnivores like that. Uh, no, what is our topic today? Our topic today, if you haven't already figured out, is bears. We have an absolutely packed episode today. We're going to go into, I'm going to go into hibernation and then grizzlies. And then we're going to have halftime weed honey. And then Adam, what are you going into? I am going to talk about something called bile bears, which I had never heard of. Have you ever heard of this? A bile bear? Yeah. I'll leave the mystery. I'll leave the mystery hanging. Okay, leave what the, a bile bear leave is. The mystery. It begins that don't suck. Adam in six seconds tells everything we need to know to enjoy the episode about bears. Adam, are you ready? Oh my God. Guess what? I didn't do it. Okay, ready? So you're gonna now you're gonna do it impromptu. That's fine. Yeah, I'll do it impromptu. Here we go. Millennium Falcon. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Bears, 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 and bears. Okay. Little Red Riding Hood was chased by a wolf, not a bear. But wolves are related closely to bears. When you look at a dog's face, you see their face, you say, hmm, that's my little bear. Well, it turns out that wolves, canines, are actually really close to the Ursus family. So it's not a coincidence that dogs look a lot like bears because they're very closely related. That was cool. Sometimes, do you know sometimes wolves and wolves and bears get into it in Yellowstone all the time? Do they? Yeah, because they're trying to scavenge for the same food. Are they really? Like grizz, like yeah, grizzlies and wolves will will, will fight a lot. 
Our theme for this day, for today's episode is perfectly adapted, and that's because bears they have a very very they have a very unique uh, adaptation. It's a very weird creature in that it, there's three major seasons in a bear's life. There's the active season, which begins in May, first time it has sex, its first car. Okay, active season beginning in May. Then there's a period of intense eating in late September, where it's trying to get all of its fat. And then for about five to seven months, from January into the spring, it just goes into into its hibernation. It's like a college freshman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a college freshman. Yeah. Period of intense eating before yeah. the winter. Right. It goes into hibernation in January. Right. Mm-hmm. But they don't hibernate. They party and stuff. It's, hiber- it's different. Mm-hmm. They're hibernating. No, so I was thinking it more like, when I think about bears, they bears, they're summer creatures. They don't live, the, I mean, except the polar bear, I guess. But they don't they they don't live at all in the in the winter. They just like they just go into their den. They just get it's a weird creature when you think about. It. They get tons of fat so that they can sleep for seven months of the year. Five to seven months of the year. Yeah, I mean it's a cool strategy, right? Because there wouldn't be enough calories out there for them. They're too big. Yeah. So actually, I, I'm sorry. This is my section hibernation. Mm-hmm. Um, a reason the reason a bear hibernates, which I didn't know, is not because it's cold. It's not because they can't handle the cold. It's because of there's a lack of food. Okay. Yep. So the only when when a bear makes its den, mm-hmm. when it makes its little bear den, it makes it makes the crevice small enough so that they can barely fit through, and that's so that when they're sleeping in there, the crevice fills up with snow and it's insulated. <laughs> Isn't that cool? The the crack. So they wedge themselves through a crack. Yeah, they like wedge themselves through a crack. Have you seen picture, uh, videos of bears jumping through car windows? Like, like grizzlies in Montana, they can fit through a car window. Yeah, you're like, how how is this thing gonna fit through a car window? And then it jumps up, and you're like, and it's just insane. It's like a cat. They can squeeze through car windows. A giant grizzly. That's crazy. That's basically what they do. To their den. Okay. They like squeeze in. Um. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, in in warm in mm-hmm. in warmer climate areas that have uh-huh. that have longer food sources. They, they they will hibernate for five months, and in Alaska or somewhere super cold, like the Kodiak bear, they will sleep for seven months. So I think the Kodiak bear, like you said, it's a type, of, I'm gonna subtype get, of grizzly, but it's in Alaska. Is that what they call I'm, the Kodiak bear? I'm gonna I'm gonna get into like all the morphology, basically the types of grizzles. Well, just like because when someone says grizzly, it's actually it's very confusing. So I just looked it up just to just to do what it is. But just to get what it it's is. It's the same species, right? I'll just fucking do it a now. A Kodiak bear could, yeah, could bang a... What's the other one? A, well, here, a grizzle. Here's the thing. It's it's confusing, right? People say grizzly all the time. You know what grizzly actually means? It's brown bear. Grizzly just means brown bear found in North America. Okay. Any North American brown bear is, is a, a grizzle. Is a grizzle. So what is it? Species where's, name Ursus at Arctos. Where's the Kodiak then? Yeah, good question. So the Kodiak... Is a kind of gri- there's three there's three kinds of grizzlies subtype yeah there's three subtypes okay mm-hmm. there's the mainland grizzly bears which we find in Montana and Idaho and Wyoming mm-hmm. right mainland grizzly bears and Canada and all through Canada yeah then there is the Kodiak grizzly bear that's found on Kodiak Island in Alaska and it is fucking massive okay so like a a normal grizzly bear mm-hmm. just like a br- let me just go a brown bear is probably around. Like it can be like two hundred to four hundred pounds. Yeah. Okay. A grizzly bear, mainland grizzly bear, is seven hundred and ninety pounds. Whoa. And then a Kodiak bear is a thousand two hundred pounds. Huge bear. It's a huge fucking bear. Is that bear. the bears in the movie Grizzly Man that he was hanging out with? Ooh. 
Is it the Kodiak bears? Because he was in Alaska, sure. right? I'm, I if think he was, he was in Alaska. In, well, if he was in Alaska, they could be mainland grizzlies or they could be Kodiak. Mr. Fox, come out, Mr. Fox. Did you see that movie? Come, oh, Mr. Fox. Yeah. You haven't seen that movie? No, because he gets fucking iced. And then it's Warner Herzog with the with the narration. You haven't you haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. And then he went to the wilderness and found the bear and the fox. And me, Mr. Fox. It's really weird. He gets he gets like iced by a bear. Yeah. He gets iced by a bear. Do they show the footage of him getting they, iced? I, the sound. The sound of it. What's the sound like? Of him getting mauled by a bear. What do you think it sounds like? Not good. Not great. Did you watch it? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. How yeah. long did the sound scar you for? Uh, I don't remember being that scar. I think they, think they cut a lot of it. Why did the bear end up mauling him? I knew we were going to, of course, just start talking about Grizzly Man. Why? Be, why? Because he was side. like petting them and... He was not. He was inside of the bears. So why did they decide that they were going to eat him? I don't know. I think it hadn't eaten in a while, and I think yeah. it was late season, and he was wanting to go back, but then he didn't go back. It's one of those things, and so he was already pushing it, and then when he got to the bears, the bear decided just to eat him. Yeah, male grizzly bears, like a big, a big reason that young young bears only like half of them survive to adulthood. And a big reason a lot of them die is because the male grizzlies are cannibalistic. Are they? Yeah, they will kill the young. Not their own young. Not their own young, but they'll, they'll so kill. So they, do they do what chimpanzees do? Do they do infanticide? Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. So what is infanticide? Uh, infanticide is when like a member of the same creature kills its young. It is when a father, not of the babies, it's, it's when, a, okay, so infanticide, right? Let me get it right in my head. It is when a new father comes in with this with uh, an old mate right, and kills the babies, it, not its own blood babies, right. but the right. previous babies right. of its of its current mate. Right. So the fucking so the fucking grizzle, they're bad at this. Yeah. They fucking kill the shit out of their young. Um so anyway, the three three brown bears again found in North America. Again, grizzlies mm-hmm. is just brown bears found in North America. Mm-hmm. It is the mainland grizzly, the Kodiak, Kodiak bear, which is the biggest. And then mm-hmm. the California grizzly bear, mm-hmm. which is the grizzly on the California state flag. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it is extinct. Wait, the California grizzly. There so you- that's not a black bear on our flag? No. Isn't that really interesting? I didn't know this. It's a California grizzly. What's on the California public fla- flag is a California grizzly. What's up with those? What um, happened to those? They were hunted in, until extinction, in 19, and then they went extinct in 1920. But did they live in the Sierras, or where did they live? They lived in the Sierras. With the black bear? Well, they lived, all, they lived everywhere. They lived everywhere across California. The California grizzly bear. It was a separate type of grizzly bear. It's a subspecies of grizzly that's now extinct. Oh, Okay. But that's the bear on the California state flag is the California grizzly. It's extinct. There's actually a, a fourth type of bear or a fifth type of bear. Super hairy, big right. gay men. Yeah, found in oil. Yeah, yeah, found in San Francisco. Yes, they're that's not the extinct. the fifth bear. They they're are not, ex- they're they not, are extinct. not extinct. No, you still find them. No. Um, Urs, Ursus gayus? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there are brown bears in Russia. That are not grizzlies because they're not found in North America, but they're also massive and aggressive. Mm-hmm. So Russia, Russia also has its own species of massive, aggressive brown bears. They're just not grizzlies because they're not from North America. Bears, very important to the mythology of Russia, right? Yes. Right? Russia is, is always usually paired with a bear. Yeah, for Like sure. in Scythe, 
her little pet is a bear. Right. So yeah, yeah. Anyone, anyone that likes board games online, get out, get out of us in Scythe. We'll totally play with you. Absolutely. Just get, download Scythe and hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they have big ass bears too, and they're technically grizzlies, but they're just not called grizzlies. Okay, so they have cool bears as well. Okay. Um, the black. Unfortunately, here's the confusing part: the black bear which is the most common bear found in the U.S. It's the one that you see in Yosemite. It's the one that we saw. It's a, it's the smaller black black bear that is not not really da- – it has mauled people, but it's not really dangerous don't, normally. Don't get this wrong. It has mauled. It has mauled people. It's just not really da- dangerous normally. It The problem with it, it's called the black bear. It can also be brown. It, oh, it can? Yeah. It is, it is very badly named. Well, it's a common name, right? Well, it's a bad name, it, but it's a bad fucking name because it's called the black bear. But then, pe- but then people they see a brown bear and they freak out that it's a grizzly, a fizzly. Yeah. So here's how to tell the difference between a grizzly and a brown bear. There's mm-hmm. three ways. Okay. Number one, obviously this is subjective, but a grizzly is way bigger. If you see a humongous bear, it's about a th- over a thousand pounds. It's a grizzly. Okay. Okay. Number two, um, and a grizzly has a massive hump in between its shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. And you can see it; it's very clear in the pictures. It it looks it looks menacing. It's this big, big hump in between on its back, and that's so that it powers its forelimbs to like dig through rocks and shit when it's making its den. Um, but it has that big hump. And then the third thing is that a grizzly's fur, from the name, you know, the name grizzly comes from its fur, which like soup, which looks super rough and, and grizzled, and sometimes has it almost has like a white sheen. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like frosted tips on the top. Is that hump called a sagittal crest? I don't know. Because the, the male chimpanzees, uh, not chimpanzee, a gorilla, a male mountain gorilla has a sagittal crest, which is that big hump between its shoulders. Yeah, that's a similar exact, thing. It is the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, as we mentioned before, the California grizzly, the one on the California state flag, it is extinct, and grizzlies inhabit less than half of their original range that they had before. Even, and so, and Kodiak bears... Okay, we're going back to the, the grizzly in Alaska. Okay, on Kodiak Island in Alaska is the biggest kind of grizzly bear, which is the Kodiak bear. Even though they're on the same island as deer and mountain goat, which they can eat, and they will eat because they'll be eat basically anything. They don't really eat them. They primarily eat berries and salmon. Oh, they eat so they really really rely on. They salmon. eat the shit out of berries and they eat the shit out of salmon. Not twout. Not twout. Salmon. Salmon. Not twout. Not for, twout. for grizzles. But I'm sure they would eat a trout. That's the, the thing about the bear is that they'll basically eat anything. So, yeah, the last time I saw a bear in Yosemite, it was grubbing for berries in a berry, in a toy-on berry bush. Right. So it was it, mainly then, what they're And then eat. it went swimming. And then it went up from swimming, and it ripped apart a log looking for bugs. Right. So right there. So you have berries, fish, and bugs. It's just trying to eat everything because it needs a ton of calories. They just fucking... Because they have a weird... Their life cycle is is very strange. It's so like adapted. Mm-hmm. It's that they are spring and summer creature, and then they just they eat the sh- they, when the, when they're walking around, they're eating everything they can because then then they just go they go sleep for five months. I understand. Good. Nothing. I, as as Adam mentioned, during the feeding season, they can intake twenty thousand calories or sometimes ninety pounds of food a day to build their hibernation fat. Usain you Usain Bolt. This is, this is how fast they can run. Usain Bolt, during his 100-meter sprint, he reached a top speed of 27.33 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. A grizzly bear can run 35 miles per hour on land. Oh, no. They are super fast, and they're excellent swimmers and climbers. 
Okay. Before I get into bear attacks, I'm going to go back to hibernation. What are you supposed to do when you see a grizzle? Okay, so oh good, good. So there's a difference. If you if a black if you see a black bear, yeah, make noise. Obviously make like make noise, jump up and down almost every single time they're going to run away. Mhm. If they don't, if they try and fight you, then you should fight back. Okay. If you see a grizzly, you should don't make eye contact and you back away slowly. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. Don't make contact or and back away slowly. If it comes to attack you, you d- you play dead. Really? I don't know how you would play dead in that situation. Play dead? You just like lay on the ground and cover your cover your I think that wait, if you're in grizzly country, you're supposed to carry a bear mace. You have to carry a bear all. mace. You you lay down on the ground, you cover your like you cover your head. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally for me, I like to look at look at the ground back away slowly. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. I'll do that. I'll do that. But then Jesus. if they charge you, if they charge you, there's no point to fight back. They'll they'll rail you. Does it happen that often, grizzly attacks in these okay. places? Well, now we're getting into attack. We're not we're not gonna do hibernation. We're getting into attack. Fine. No, you do do hibernation. I, I have fucking more. attack stats. Yeah. The the thing is that I learned. So we just get into attack. I was gonna save attack. No, do nation. Do hibernation. Let me do hibernation real quick. Do hibernation. And then we'll do attack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So. When a bear when a when a bear hibernates, they don't they don't eat pee or poo. And actually, the bear is able to using specific genes. It's able to convert its pee and poo into protein. So you know how astronauts, you know how astronauts convert their pee into water. I don't I don't know that. Okay, so they convert. I, that, I know that now. They convert their pee into how water. How do they do that? How not do sure. they convert their pee not into sure. water? Not sure. Not sure. Water recycler. I why well, do that? They on, have a bear up there. You do that on road trips. Mm-hmm. They pee in the bear. Yeah. So a bear just does that naturally. It, it's pee and poo just goes back into protein. Um, to hibernate, a bear drops its body temperature by 12 degrees. So that'd be like us going from 98 degrees to 86. Mm-hmm. Then they drop their heart rate. So for context, humans have an average resting heart rate of 75 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. A bear when Fat it's... Hi- yeah. <laughs> a bear when it's hibernating drops its heart rate to about 8 beats per minute. Oh my God. It takes about two two breaths a minute. Two breaths? Yeah, two breaths a minute when it's So when it's, it's trying to use the least amount of energy it possibly It's using can. absolutely no energy. It's not just sleep. It's like this, uh, it's like a coma. It's a coma. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of debate online. There's a difference between hibernation and to- toper. Torpor. Torpor. Yeah, like a lot of creatures hibernate actually stronger than the bear. The bear, A bear can still wake up if there's danger. What other creatures hibernate? There's squirrels that hibernate. There's bats that hibernate. Mm-hmm. Um, one, if a bear is pregnant, it can wake up, give birth, and then go back to hibernation. Wow. Okay. Right. What does it do with its babies? Just take care of them. Not right? sure. Not yeah. sure. Um, even with the low heart rate, the bear still burns about 4,000 calories a day hibernating. And that's why they're, they're so voracious when they're, when they're awake, when they're, when they're awake, their job is to eat everything. Just spend the entire day get, being fat. Mm-hmm. Um, when it wakes up from hibernation, it's in a buzz state for about two weeks in, until it, like, fully wakes up. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's in, like, a morning wake-up for two weeks? Yeah. But here's the, here's the really crazy thing about bear hibernation. And this is why, like, why is bear hibernation important to human health and of interest to a lot of research? It's because if humans hibernated for seven months, besides dying, of course, of starvation and dehydration, we would also die of a urine infection, 
um, bone loss, muscle atrophy, and diabetes. Mm-hmm. So besides those other things, they have all these other genes that are stopping all those things from happening. So like like NASA and um, for space travel, there's a lot of bare research being done because one of the, one of the biggest problems with space travel is that you lose your bone density. Yeah. Right. So I think because that, of the lack of gravity. Yeah, an astronaut in space loses one to two percent of bone density per month because they are not in gravity. Right, because the gravity puts force on your body. Your body responds by becoming harder and tougher. Right, and so the crazy thing about a bear is that although it loses fat, it loses no bone density and no muscle. Hmm. Is it so? It doesn't lose muscle. It just loses the fat. It just loses its fat. So astronauts hmm. in space, they they lose bone density and they lose muscle. And that's why when they get back to Earth, they can't walk. That's why they have to work out for like two hours up there. And it still doesn't really, it still doesn't make just, them able to walk. Just tread water, right? It just makes them not crippled when they come back. I think you have a tough, okay? Think of an astronaut having right. to walk the treadmill for three um, hours a day. Do you know what, it, for, you know what in a six-month a six stint in space for an astronaut, they can lose up to 10% of their bone density, which takes about four years to recover from? Oh my God. What a sacrifice. So then they come back and they're basically, they're crippled, like you said. They're crippled for about four years. They go years. back down the gravity well? They go back down the grav well, as they say. As they say. Okay, for about four years. So anyway, bear, there's a lot of bear research because bears, even though they don't do shit, they just sit. They don't get muscle sores. They don't get sores. They don't lose bone density. They don't, and their muscles don't atrophy. So it's like, how can you use those for astronauts? How can you put astronauts into hibernation? Yeah. Researchers at Washington State University in 2019 at the WSU Bear Center, which is the only grizzly bear research center in the U.S., they house 11 grizzly bears. They conducted hibernation research to see if they could locate essentially a hibernation gene mm-hmm. that they could then take and inject into other non-hibernating animals to make them hibernate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone that works there. We should have, we could, uh, talk do you to him. really? Yeah. He's the husband of someone I used to work with. He really wanted to work with bears. He was like obsessed with bears. He worked in Yosemite for a long time with bears. He's trying to get in the program in Washington state. And then a couple years ago he got in. That's so tight. It's really cool. I think they do a lot of their research in Denali in Alaska. That's super sick. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. What, what they found was that there's, it's not one gene, one gene that makes a bear hibernate. It's ba- it's thousands of genes that work in conjunction to help all the systems to help bears not get diabetes or urinary infections mm-hmm. or, or all that stuff. Um, one such gene I thought was really interesting is a gene that keeps the bears, keeps the cells in the bear's muscles pu- pumping. So the reason that the bear's muscles don't atrophy is because there's a cell there's a gene that keeps the cells moving around inside of their muscles. A what? There's a gene. What you say. Ooh, you only meant Do you see what I'm saying? I'm just a little bear. Once again, I, I cannot stop the sound effects once they are going, so you have to play them out. Right. Yeah. So there's a gene. Yeah, so there's a gene in their muscles that keeps their muscles pumping even though they're hibernating, and that's why they don't atrophy. Oh, cool. So that would be, if we could get that gene and give it to astronauts, it would be huge for space I wish travel. I could have that gene while I'm sitting down so my muscles could just work out. Can you, I just get if a workout you, in? Right. If you just put that gene inside yourself while you were sitting, you wouldn't atrophy so much when you're just in our sedentary lifestyle. How close are we to having something like that where you can just sit and type on your computer and work out at the same time? Right. I mean, this has been... Aren't we there? I mean, this has been the infomercial shake weight thing for forever. 
Right. I can I can sit and get ripped, right? I can sit. Yeah. Right. Do well, nothing. Maybe it's inside of a bear. Maybe you just inject yourself with a bunch of these cells and you just get ripped. That's awesome. Um More medicinal uses. Okay, mm-hmm. from hibernation side. This is not from bears, but this is a... That, it's good you're talking about this because I'm going to talk about this later. The things, the systems going on in bears have a lot of medical applications. Yeah, there's a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're actually really... Even though they look just kind of like a dog and they're cute and cuddly, they're bizarre. Yeah. They have a bizarre lifestyle. Matt Andrews, a molecular biologist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, studied the, studied the biology of hibernating ground squirrels. Mm-hmm. So these are big hibernators. In the early in the early two thousands, so if you remember, in the early, early two thousands during during the military conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq, um, victims of roadside bombings were at high risk of death from blood loss because if they got hit by the bomb, they were sometimes so far away that they couldn't get to any medical help. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, what what happens with the blood loss is that their organs will fail and then they'll die. Blood mm. loss, organ fail, die. Mm. Okay, so what what he noticed is that the hibernating ground squirrels they have, um some kind of an- antioxidant inside of their body that protects their organs when they're hibernating. So he put, he used, he used that, um, that antioxidant and he, it's been tested. He basically used that antioxidant to make a solution that's able to be carried around by soldiers and you can inject it into, into someone after you get hit by the bomb and it will stop their organs from failing. It will stop their organs from failing, or it will stop the blood loss. It will stop their organs from failing from the blood loss. So it, does blood, it stop blood loss the is, blood loss? You got to stop the blood loss, right? Okay, but, so that's but what it does, right? Even if you stop the blood loss, if you've lost too much, your organs will stop. Mm-hmm. So if you inject them with this, their organs will keep going because you have stopped the blood loss, right? Okay, no. So listen. So so the blood loss is its own thing. You got to stop the blood loss, right? Yep. But sometimes, even if you stop the blood loss, yeah, no, I heard your you. organs will fail. I heard you. But the the ground, I hear you. I hear you heard you me, but you, clear, but, Roger, but, Roger you, that. but you repeated Roger that. it. You repeated it back to me incorrectly. So the ground squirrels, right? Their their magic power is to stop themselves from losing blood during hibernation. So it's funny because you just said that you heard me, but then you then it was incorrect. Okay, so 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 listen. So ground squirrels, okay. <laughs> even even though there's there's blood loss, once you stop the blood loss. If you've lost so much blood, it doesn't matter if you stop it. You, your organs can still can still fail. Okay. Okay. So this this solution, if you inject it into someone, if they lose a ton of blood, their organs will still keep going. Okay. Till they can get medical help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so the treatment so far has passed tests with rats and pigs. The team has met with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to plan future clinical trials as of 2019, and then the world shut down for coronavirus. No one knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Matt Andrews, the same dude that did that study, he's also looking into how the organ-protecting nature of these creatures, how they they naturally produce these organ-protecting whatevers, mm-hmm. okay? He wants to see how it can be used with organ transplants. I didn't know this, but during organ transplants now, like a kidney or liver transplant, a kidney or liver can only be preserved for 24 hours. So someone dies and they're an organ donor, you have 24 hours to do the surgery. Okay. Did you get that? You have 24 hours to do the surgery. Because an org- because a kidney or liver can only be preserved for 24 hours. Okay. Okay. Um, if, if, if you're doing a heart or a lung transplant, you only have four to six hours to do it. Okay. Do you see how that's crazy? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, how, I didn't know that. I thought we could store stuff, we can't, tissue like this. We can't store these. Are you sure? 
Yes. So you get the dead body and it needs to go right into the living host. So basically that's why when people are like they're on the list for the for the for getting a transplant. They're waiting for That's why to they're die. like I have to stay around the hospital. Oh okay. Cuz they might I have finally to go got in. it. I never got it until now. They might have to go in at any point. Cuz like literally if someone someone dies and that's a heart donor, they have to go right in. I don't know why. I thought there was like a like a database of uh of livers and shit. No, they're not. And that's why this is a huge problem is because we can't store the stuff. Really? Are you really? Is that really we really can't do it? Yeah, we really can't do it. That's why what I'm happens reading when you, this What happens section. when you sell your shit on the black market? Isn't it just put into a freezer? No, you can't. You, it says they only use it for kidney or liver for 24 hours, and they only use a heart or lung for four to six hours. Why would it not survive if you freeze it? Well, why would your tissue not survive if you freeze it? Mm-hmm. What happens to your body when you freeze? It stops, it stops working. You die. Right? But then if you unfreeze it, it would how start How do you know that doesn't then? fuck it? You're Mr. Coder. You know how systems work. I don't know. I, I don't know how these systems work. I thought. I honestly thought there was a giant fridge full of fucking. I did too. Okay, listen to me. Yeah. Listen to me. I also thought of the giant fridge theory. I also thought there was a giant fridge of hearts. Right. So I that's did not it. Apparently, there's not, and this is a huge problem. And now I finally get when people are having the transplant, they have to stay by a hospital. Okay. Okay. So this dude, Matt Andrews, by studying ground squirrels, he thinks that he can make a big bank of these things by using these solutions to keep these things going indefinitely. Wow. Talk right. about Nobel Prize, Talk about Matt Nobel, Andrews. Matt Andrews, Nobel. Remember the name. Remember the okay, name. Nobel fucking prize. Okay, he will ha- make the fridge of hearts. Yeah, also, news newsflash, there's not a huge fridge of hearts, in lungs, kidneys, or livers. Yeah, in his basement. Which I did think that there was. Right. Until very recently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, anyway. I Yeah, I don't know. Put put a put a pin in that one. Yeah, put a pin put in a that pin one. Put a pin in that one. Um, go. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to attacks. Okay, I had to look up bear attack stuff because we just went to Yosemite, and it's not very bear scary because there's been no deaths, and black bears are not are not attacking. Not aggressive. Okay, I read a lot about the attacks. It sounds fucking absolutely horrible to get attacked by a bear. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, a couple patterns I noticed is that one. Um, if you're hunt, if you're out hunting in grizzly bear territory, it can be really dangerous because number one, because they will fight you for the kill. What? So a lot of people get mauled because they kill a moose and then the bear's like, that's my moose. <laughs> it's my moose now. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then the Kills hunters are like, "No, we're gonna take the moose," and then they no. The, oh, oh no, the, the the hunter, the hunter is just like no, unaware. No, the hunter is just like, "What? There's a thousand two hundred pound bear running at me." Yeah, kills them because they run thirty five miles per hour and they're about thousand two hundred pounds. Okay, so they killed a moose. God, a moose is big. Right, so it's a lot of moose meat. So are people killing moose. A couple. Yeah, I'm just saying. A couple Who's things. I, a couple things I noticed. Okay. Yeah. Even even with the grizzly, both grizzlies and black bears, they don't. They will almost all the time get scared away. They don't want to deal with humans. Okay. Okay. However, if you're hunting out there, they will like, they, they want the kill and they'll fight you for the kill. Okay. So the other thing is that if you have a, if you're with a group of at least like three people, mm-hmm. it lowers your chances drastically of getting attacked by a bear. Oh, really? Yeah. It seems like even two people being alone is, but being, being alone, being alone, not great. Yeah, I, people who do the, even who do the PCT or they do the Continental Trail in the middle, I can't imagine being alone for that long in the wilderness. Just, just mentally, you know, right? Me- mentally for one, and then Woo. for for second, like there's there's fucking animals out there, right? It 
it's really hard. Wild ass animals. But it's really hard when you look stuff up too to like really because I'm I'm a little bit bear afraid of getting not not black bears at all, but grizzlies are a little bit afraid. Grizzlies are a little bit scary because they're aggressive. Okay, so I wanted to see like what it like. Will you actually get attacked if you're in a group of people? uh, Probably, I mean, really not. Listen to the stat. This statistically hiking in the backcountry of Yellowstone. Yellowstone in Montana, Wyoming, has grizzly bears in it. If you're hiking there, you have a 1 in 232,000 hiking in the backcountry. So if you're backpacking, mm-hmm. you have a 1 in 232,000 chance of getting attacked by a bear. Okay. So that's a very small number. Can Adam. you put that into context? Where's, where's a lightning strike metaphor? It's about, metaphor. The, it's about the same. It's about the same as a lightning strike. Yeah. Okay. About the same. Since 1872... Mm-hmm. Grizzlies have killed eight people in Yellowstone. Okay. Also in Yellowstone since that time, since the same time frame, 121 people have died of drowning. Oh, okay. So eight people from Grizzlies and 121 from drowning. Who were the eight people that died? Right. That's and that's that's interesting. Was it like we I'm going to go out here that. and be Kit Carson? Right. So of the eight people that died, I can guarantee you that a solid amount of them were were either in one group, a one person group, or a two person group. Single male alone. Right. Like the. Like the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot finders. If you're if you're in a group of five people, I was reading through the mauling attacks also recently until yeah. I was just like couldn't read them anymore. Mm-hmm. It it seems like it's if you're in a group of people, it brings it down like to just another level of down. Okay, do they categorize the categorize the attacks by by purpose? So are can you tell how many of the attacks were defense attacks? Can you tell how many of them were prey attacks? So an attack by an grizzly meant to turn you into food for its body would be a prey The National Park Service said that 73% of of grizzly bear attacks are human-induced, but I don't know what that means because it's super vague. But I I really wonder, because people write papers about this stuff, how many wild animals are are actually attacking for prey to eat us and how many are attacking... That's what I mean. And, And how many are attacking for defense... Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a really good question. I mean, they really don't attack people to eat. So I read an article recently that the the attacks by wolves in Alaska has gone up for prey. Like they're actually hunting humans to eat them as food in yeah. Alaska. Backpacking in Alaska would be next fucking level. I'm gonna just tell you. Right. But it's usually a small percentage. Most of it is defense or something else. Right. It's also very hard. It's so hard to put into context what is actually happening. It, it's it's super fucking rare. Even if you're hiking in the backcountry of Yellowstone, if you're backpacking in Yellowstone with grizzly bears, again, it's a one in two hundred thirty-two thousand chance of getting attacked by a bear. Yeah, I I just know black bears just from watching bat- black bears. I don't know anything about the brown bear, the grizzly, the Kodiak. But uh, the black I, bear is is spends its day trying to get food from all various sources. It would seem that attacking a human would be a lot of work. I think that that. Uh, I think that my bear fear is as irrational. Irrational bear fear. I think that one thing in Yellowstone is that when you're, if you're in the backcountry, you don't want to fish. Is the grizzly bear more carnivorous than the black bear? Because the black bear is really an omnivore. They're both omnivores. Okay, but the grizzly bear is a aggre- is more aggressive. It's aggressive omnivore. It is aggressive. So it. It will defend. It'll fucking Isn't it defend. Defense? Kill. Isn't it like getting between the mom and the cub? That kind of it's thing. It's everything. It's 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 every. It seems to be all over the board. Hmm. Right. Sometimes it happens with no reason, with not very much reason. Okay. Um. 
Since 1986, there have been no fatal black bear attacks in California as a whole. Mm. So black black bears, you have nothing to worry about. Pretty much, right? Black bears, nothing to worry about. Are Are you still Are you still grizzle grizzly grizzly feared? I'm. De- I definitely have grizzle fear. I, have, I think you should have grizzle fear. No, 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 I have grizzle fear too. Here are here are the things that I realized that can lower your chances. Okay, don't uh, if you're in the backcountry of a bear area, a barrier, yeah, a barrier. Don't uh, don't even fish. I think because we were gonna fish. They're there. We were gonna fish for backpacking mm-hmm. because you might catch a fish and a bear might want it. Right, right. So then you give it to don't the bear. fish. Okay. Don't fish. Just, just don't. I, 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 like hunting increases your chances of getting attacked by a bear by a lot mm-hmm. because they're scavengers. So they, if they f- smell something dead, they're gonna kill you to to go. Is get there it. more of a chance of getting attacked by a great white in Stinson Beach than there is in getting attacked by a grizzly? Well, that's in the thing with the stats is that is that they're like it's like getting attacked by a bear is like one in five million. But then it's like, well, what if I am hiking inside of bear area or surfing inside of great white shark area? Then what are we at? Right. I mean, I understand that if, mm-hmm. that if I, that if I lived in North Dakota, I won't get attacked by a shark. Right. If you're walking down the street of, of North Dakota, right. Of Bismarck, of, right. Or where, what have you, you're not going to get attacked by it. The chance of getting attacked by a shark are pretty low. Right. So no I one has died by a shark to be, yeah, in Denver, no right. one has yet died I by a great white a attack. Little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But I think the stat of hiking in the backcountry of Yellowstone is, is a good one. Okay. Um, also, since I think the, the other good one is that since 1872, grizzlies have killed only eight people in Yellowstone Park. Okay. 121 people died of drowning, which you could totally see fucking happening. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, all that to say, my grizzle fear... Is that don't hunt when you're out there, and then if you have if you stay in groups of three, that will also lower your already tiny chances of getting attacked by a grizzly. Mm-hmm. And carry your bear mace. Does carrying a piece do anything, or they don't really feel the bullet unless you penetrate the cerebral? I don't know. If, so do you have a sh- like? I think you need the bear mace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, a, a bullet is not going to do anything. Is a bear zombie something we have to worry about in the apocalypse? Right. Right. Can right, you imagine right, right. a bear zombie? How do you? How is your grizzle fear? Did I did I assuage it or did I make it worse? I have fear because I don't know really, really what to do with the grizzle encounter. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem is that bear bear attacks are increasing because of the proximity to humans. So they're increasing because of the of the pro, number one. The pro, uh, <coughs> we are increasing into their habitat. Mm-hmm. They're losing food in their habitat because of climate change. Yep. So they have to venture into human areas. They have to go into human areas to get food. We are also getting closer to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bear attacks are getting more frequent each year as we, you know, our as food we spread into them. Our food becomes a higher part of their diet. Yep. Also, I, I read an article also that when, when this happens, when bears and humans come into more contact, which is happening, they will adopt a more nocturnal existence. In order to be away from us more. They don't want to be near us. There's good evidence that the bears do not want to be near us. Wait, say, say so again. when our habitats collide. Right. When they lose resources or when we spread out to them through development. They will adopt, they adopt a more nocturnal lifestyle. Because they don't want to be around us. Right. Really. So the, the time that they are active during the night increases. When this happens. Uh, As an adaptation. There's good evidence for this. Yes. Grizzlies and black bears don't want to be around humans. Right. Yeah. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. 
Montana, I wonder, even though chances are so low, I wonder if I would go backpacking with just just two people, with just me and Ashley. Yeah, I don't know. You need, you really need three. Mm-hmm. And everyone have a bear mate. I think that if you take precautions, you're gonna you're gonna be safe. It's always a risk out there. Okay, that was a section. That's called a capital S section. A fucking section. We're gonna take a quick musical break, and after that, is time for the halftime, honey. Grizzly bear size section. All right, now, this is the Halftime Honey Toast, where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and Noah responds with his immediate thoughts. And, of course, it hasn't been Halftime Honey for just a little bit. It is the Halftime Weed Honey again. Noah has his vaporizer. Thank you, Jack, for the weed. Thank you, Stop Jack, hiding. for the weed. Stop hiding. Stop hiding. It's Come not out. embarrassing. Come out. Tell everyone that you, you sent us weed. Spread your love of weed around, Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels Give us that weed. Jack Daniels flavored honey kush. Okay. This halftime honey sto- toast goes out to two things. The first thing goes out to the Milwaukee Zoo for having to euthanize I, is that how you say Is that what euthanize means? The oldest polar bear living under human care in North America. She was 36 years old, and her name was Snow Lily. And she died last week. So you're, you're shouting them out for euthanizing her? Well, for having and holding and loving and right, caring. Right. Usually Speed. bears in captivity live 25 years. But they did a good but, job. But Lily, Snow Lily lived to 36 as a polar bear. That's awesome. Okay. There's a video, and now I, I understand that you can't see the video, so I don't know why I pasted the link in here. And but nor can our listeners, too. Nor can our nor listeners, can either, because it's an audio podcast. It's an audio podcast. Nevertheless, I still am watching the clip. She's swimming around, right? She's sliding down. She loved, apparently, bouncing her ball at the bottom of the cage, playing with her bouncing ball. So sweet. She's also a carnivore and would eat anyone that went into and her. anyone that fell in, she'd eat the shit out of you. Because polar bears are carnivorous, not omnivorous. They eat meat. Anyway, so there's the snow lily, okay? That's the first thing. Okay, okay and we toast a snow lily as you smoke. Lahayam. Lahayam snow lily. Get your smokers out, your coffee, whatever, toast with us. Mm-hmm. The bears at the zoo have sad cages. We went to the San Francisco Zoo as children. <coughs> the bears were the saddest, <laughs> Woo, saddest daddy. cages. Sad, sad, hey, sad bear. We're actually smoking the, I think this is, this is called, <coughs> it's called the blue banana. <coughs> Can I also recommend to everyone? If you have a, a vaporizer cartridge for weed that this oh, yeah. Zigzag, uh, we're not sponsored by them, but Z- Zigzag makes a vape, vapor cartridge and I fucking love it. You could, well, the best feature of it, you don't have to press any button. There's no you button. You put the uh, thing in, you well, put the weed, if you're smoking, water or whatever, resin in. You're smoking in, the Kush, you're smoking that, that vaporized Kush. You pop it in and you just suck on it. You don't I have to press a button or anything. The Zigzag. Uh, battery, very cool. Zigzag battery, very cool. I actually really want to get it. Okay, so this is so the second halftime honey weed toast goes out to a very cool article in the Journal of Environmental Communication that I didn't really find a place for in the outline, but I thought was really cool. It's about how bear, how polar bears specifically 
have over time become a symbol for climate change? Like when you when you think of climate change, what do you think of? What's the image that you think of in your head? Well, that's a that's a pretty good one. The like the ice ice yes. melting from the polar bear. The ice melting and the polar bear being stranded on the ice. That's awful. So that progression of ferocious ferocious beast to symbol of climate change has been propagated by National Geographic mainly. So this article is a meta study on all the National Geographics in the 1900s and the slow change of bears from being wild and fierce to being cuddly and then to being stranded on the ice. That's so interesting because okay, can, really I, cool. can I say when I I had this thing where I was like when you think about the grizzly bear habitat where grizzly bears still live, mm-hmm. for me those are all the most amazing wild places still in the US. Can you open up your Dude Nature picture share channel on Slack, which the users can't see. We know that, so we're going to explain the pictures. Just just the first three. Don't go to the next two. Okay, first three. Okay, okay. So I have- wait, 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 wait. Click on the in the top left. What do you see? Yeah, I get it. So it, it's it's a really cute polar bear crouching down. So it's a cute polar bear crouching down, okay? Yeah. So between 1998 and 2004, there were close-ups of single bears seemingly expressing emotions, as the study says. So anthropomorphized depictions of sadness or laziness or chillness. Like in the bear in the top left, which Noah's looking at, the bear is just kind of hunching on the ice. He looks a little sad. Would right. you say? Yeah. Okay. So that was a big change from the way bears were depicted in the 80s, which was a bear eating something or like a bear being wild. Okay. So the second picture on the right, what do you see? Second picture is a bear with its family. A polar bear like cuddling. You be with more its descriptive. Cubs. Use your descriptive words well, as a writer. Uh, it's a fucking Use your descriptive polar words bear. as a writer. It's a polar bear cuddling with little cute polar bear cubs. What's the relationship between the polar bear and the little things that it's cuddling? I just said it's cuddling with its cubs. Okay. So it's the mother of the cubs, right? <laughs> Yeah, mother of the cubs. It's cubs. It's it's. Let me tell you about English because I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cubs denotes that it's the mother. It is right. Right. It's it's it apostrophe s. Okay. So after 2004, 2004 to 2007, there were pictures depicting bears conducting various activities such as jumping, diving, play fighting, or sleeping with young. And again, you're talking about how bears depicted in uh in pop culture has changed right so it's it's changed from being ferocious bear to being bear alone on the ice sad to being and then right and then bear cuddling it's young like it's so it's cuddling against the cold right? okay so ferocious bear to bear bear with with emotions bear with emotions to then what's the last picture that you see down there then i see um this is horrible i see two bears stranded on a iceberg that's right. out at sea so that's what we see now right how do they get fucking stranded on the iceberg so after 2007 Images explicitly depicting danger for polar bears started happening. But before then, they were not seen. So this is a more modern change in how we view polar bears. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Right. So we we viewed them first as really forces of nature, right? And then what's changed is that the nature, you can see that the nature is disappearing for them in these pictures where we depict them in National Geographic. So I thought it was a really cool article and a cool study because you can actually see the change over time of the way... They're trying to present it to people. I think that's cool, and you know it's good because it's pretty. It's, it shows that they need some help. Yeah, yeah. Save the polar bears. What do you think of that halftime, honey? I thought that was. I thought that's interesting. It's the change in how the bears are depicted through time. Mm, interesting. Okay. 
I still, but I, what I was trying to say before is that I still think of grizzly. When I think of a grizzly bear, I think about wh- where grizzly bears are in the U.S. is the best nature in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the parts of the U.S. that are still, besides Yosemite, of course, it's the parts of the U.S. that are still the most wild. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also think about if I move to Montana, how do I hibernate like a bear during the winter? Yeah. Right, because they obviously don't live in Montana and hang out during the winter, and neither do I. No, neither but I want to be there. People. But I'd love to be there during the summer. Let me talk to you about bio bio bears. Okay. Okay. I might have seen your other two pictures that are really sad. Just wait. How sad is your section? It's gonna get sad. But you can't end with sadness. I'm not gonna end with sadness. Don't leave the people with the hollow sad. It's an important sadness. It's important to know the truth about the world. Okay, so we can work to change it. It's important to know what's happening. All right. This is a bigger issue. Obviously, it's not just bears that are going through this, th- this fucking shit. Okay. So a bile bear is sometimes called a battery bear. Please don't look at the pictures yet. I'm not. They're sometimes called battery bears. They're bears kept in ca- captivity to harvest their bile. So what's bile? I thought bile was like your mucus in your mouth, but it's not. It's the fluid ne- in your gallbladder. It's the fluid next to your liver. What? That you use to digest things. Okay. This bile, the bear, bear bile, is used in traditional ch- Chinese medicine and Asian medicine at large. Okay. Wait, what? Does it do anything? It, it apparently it's like a cure all. It's like a um, ibuprofen, fish it, oil, headaches, and yeah, and seizures and epilepsy. They Wait, use, they use it, it for everything. Okay, so does it work or is it is it a farce? Yes, there is an active ingredient that does work. Okay. So it's estimated that 12,000 bears are farmed for their bile in China, South Korea, Laos, Vietnam, Myanmar, and Malaysia. 12,000? Is that legal here? It can't be legal here. Well, I'll get to what's happening in the U.S., all right? In a 2015 study that looked at 368 traditional Malaysian medicine shops, 48% of them were selling bear bile. Wow. So what does it look like? It It's a product. It, it looks like a jar of perfume, but it has bear. Do they have to kill the bear to get the gallbladder out? Yeah. So they were hunting them in the wild and they kill the bear and then remove the gallbladder that to get it. awful. Right. But what started happening is they are now farming the bears. And now you can look at the, your pictures. Oh, no. Look at your pictures and describe what you're seeing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. The one picture I see is a bunch of bears in absolutely tiny cages. Like, tiny cages. Like ba- uh, a, a huge black bear in like a dog kennel. Basically in a dog kennel, right? Tons and there's of, tons, tons of, of Asiatic black bears. And then the, the worst part of that picture is on the wall, you see like the wild, yeah. bear, the wild bear photo. Uh, on the wall, there's like a photo of like a wild bear. But there are about 10 cages in this room. It looks disgusting. And they're in tiny iron cages. I can't even turn around. Okay. And then on what's the other picture to the right? Oh God! Mm-hmm. The one to the right is a like a bear in a in like literally a tiny so cage. So that cage is called a crush cage, and for some reason, if they are crushed like this, they develop more bile to harvest. Yeah, it's horrible, right? It's just it, being it, like crushed in a cage. It's horrible. It's horrible. Look at that bear. Who does this? Right. Okay. So there's a big demand for it. Apparently. The value for bear products is $2 billion in Asia. What? Yeah, for bear bile and bear gallbladders. That's awful. Right. So the bile can be harvested using several techniques. 
all of which require some amount of surgery to it. And of course, the people who are doing it are not skilled surgeons or anything like that. Uh, you, the most popular way is to put a catheter kind of into their abdomen, and they can harvest the bile through 30 years of a bear's life. So a bear might be its entire life in captivity harvesting bile. So it might it might literally be born and just be in yep. a torture chamber. Over 50% of the bears die this way because of the stress, because of cancer, because of the bacteria that gets into the hole, because of the, the trauma from the unskilled surgery, stuff like that. Are they still, this is still happening? Yes, it's still happening. In Asia? Yes. Okay. Yes, your question's now. Yeah, it's awful. Okay. The active ingredient in the bear bile is called ursodeoxycholic acid. Ursodeoxycholic acid. Okay, obviously urso, right, being bear. It's, it's what the people, it's what the traditional Chinese medicine practitioners want for their products. And that's why they harvest it. Okay, so in the 1980s or before the 1980s, bile was extracted, as I was saying, from killing wild bears. In the wild, they would kill the bear, take the gallbladder out. Guess who developed a new way to farm bears? North Korea. Okay? Oh, Jesus. North Korea developed a way of bear farming for bile by inserting a tube into their abdomen. Okay? This was originally government-supported. It was even supported by the Chinese government. As they said, it was a way to fight the killing of bears by having a small portion of bears in captivity so that they can be processed for bile their whole lives, 30 but years. But like tortured. But absolutely tortured, right. Exactly. So the bear farms will pay $500 for a wild bear cub right now. If you find a wild bear cub, you can get $500 by sending it to them. And these bear farms are still in North Korea, China. Right. Laos. Myanmar. I have tons of stats about how terrible it is. I don't need to get into too much of it. You can imagine by just looking at those pictures and what Noah has said. Is there a nonprofit that's like fighting against the bear farms? Yes. But how do you fight against bear farms with a government like China that doesn't give a shit? Right. Exactly. So you know what cortisol is, right? Cortisol yes. is, the th- is basically a measure of stress. When you drive, your cortisol goes through the roof, right. for example. Okay. When they were located an Asiatic black bear from a bear farm to a wild sanctuary, their cortisol level fell by 88%. Wow. So you can imagine how stressed out the bears are with a giant tube in them in a small crush cage. Okay. This is the last thing I'm going to I'm going to say about how terrible it is. I promise. When they're in the cages, they develop cancer, sores, skin conditions, parasites, hair loss, bone deformities, injuries, swollen limbs, dental and breathing problems, diarrhea, scarring, stress, and liver cancer. Okay. That's awful. Okay. Hey, it's awful. hey what we should... I'll lay the pain on. Hey, what, what we should do in the... We should... I mean, I, I give people where they can help the bear. Yeah. So that's... I really want to do that. Did you do that? No, I didn't. I wanted to do that. <laughs> okay, I wanted I'm putting to it out. Next episode... Next episode, we're going to so talk about where how you can help the bar- can bears. we help the bear? So as you were saying, what is the legality of all this stuff? Right? Right. In South Korea, it was declared illegal as of 1992, but as of today, wild bears can still be legally killed for their bladders. Wild bears. You can't farm in South Korea legally, but you can still kill a wild bear for the gallbladder. Because you can't torture, but you can definitely kill a wild bear. Yes. In Vietnam... In 2005, it was made illegal to extract bear bile in wild or farming, okay? But as of 2010, which was a while ago, there were still over 3,000 bears on farms. So making a lot and then enforcing it are two different things, right? Especially in in the Far East. Yeah. Right? You know a little bit about the Chinese government? I do, actually. How do you know about the Chinese government? 
uh, because uh, my goods, unfortunately, um, hypocrite, hypocrite alert. My my goods are made. My tape is manufactured. That I sell is manufactured in China. In the province where you sell tape, yeah, in Shenzhen, I don't sell manufactured there. That's where the bear farms are. Yeah, no, no surprise. In honestly. Shenzhen, it's probably the same. right next to your literally yeah, an, your tape is right next to a right, bear in a crush cage. Yeah, and if I didn't need the money from the tape to eat and eat and sleep in a house, then I would cancel it. Okay, so how does this relate to North America? Um, how's it relate to North America? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of bears here that could be sold. Okay. So, this is Special Agent Bob Creeling with the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. The U.S. is one of the only countries in the world now with a healthy bear population. That's why Asia is looking at our bears. Unless the demand for them is tempered, this illegal trade is going to become more and more of a problem. Oh my god, fuck them. Okay, so it was, so, it was in the early 2000s, rangers in Shenandoah, in Virginia, would find bears with their gallbladders removed and with their paws cut off. And this started happening so bad that the FBI got involved and they set up an operation called Operation Soup and Operation Viper. I love it. I want to be a part okay. of Operation Vibe. What happened is they ended up arresting, they ended up arresting over a hundred people. What? Involved in Virginia looking in to make just Shenandoah now. Yeah, looking Park? to make money selling bear parts. Over a hundred people. Over a hundred people in two thousand in between nineteen ninety nine and two thousand four. So they the reason they there's this is a story here that needs to be told. Um, we we could do more digging for it. This is a narrative. Do nature a narrative podcast? And the so door there is what there is the key the key to this whole thing is an undercover agent who ran a sporting goods store in Rockingham County, Virginia, where the park is. Yeah, he started trading. He started trading in quotes in bear goods to infiltrate kind of the market. Oh, what a G! So he traded in bear goods and ginseng root, and he also worked with the FBI. And that, here we go. There's a book right there. There's a fucking hero. There's a fucking easy fucking hero. And there's a book. Wait, I don't know so his name. One of the cool things about Yosemite that that was interesting to see is how well policed the park is. Yeah. Like there are a lot of park. I mean, the problem is that Yosemite is fucking huge. I guess it's not that well policed. You could be in the yeah. backcountry and not see a single park ranger. Yeah. But there are park rangers, law enforcement in the back backcountry walking around because people are do sh- absolute shit. Right. So this isn't the only animal that suffers from traditional Chinese medicine. What's the other one? The other famous one. Besides scorpions in in the middle, well, fucking scorpion. I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I shafted the scorpions in the Middle East. It's shark fins, right? It's sharks and shark fins. Okay, so the sharks and the bears, sharks and the bears, right? Um, yeah, I didn't want to do this section because it's pretty brutal. But I think it's it's. I didn't know anything about it, and I think it's really important to know that bears are being harvested for the special juice in no, their gallbladder, really and it's, it's also horrible. crazy that's still happening in the U.S. Right, so it needs to be made illegal. There are companies that have made synthetic bear products that are exactly the same. They have the same active ingredient, and they can be sold. However, people don't want those. People, there are pharmaceutical companies in China that advertise that they have real bear bile that's not synthesized, and people that obviously sells more with people. So it's still legal in China. It's not legal, but it's not enforced. You know, enforcing and legality are two different things. Wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. In China, is it is it legal to sell bear product? It, so you said yes. so. It's a difference between you said there's no farming allowed, but can you sell products? Yeah, with you can bear still bear, bear products. Yeah. Okay. So it is legal. Well, I mean, it's really it's it's hard to say the letter of the law in China. 
Well, what I'm getting at is that, like, the reason that goods are manufactured in China that come to the U.S., a large part of the reason is because um, it's so much cheaper there because they can just do shit that's illegal. They can illegal. just do shit, right. They yeah, just yeah. manufacturing processes that are not legal, and then they ship it over here, and, and we turn a blind eye to it, basically. So it's not just China, right? It's South Korea, Vietnam, Laos, Myanmar. It's the wider Asia down there. Right. Really who, is, who is, like, the, uh, who's the Israel down there? What do you mean? Who's, like, the voice of reason? Oh, the voice of reason? Yeah, if I will, if I will. Like, so Israel's the voice of reason for the Middle East. Who's the voice of reason for like? I don't Asia? know. Japan wants bear bile too. We just got canceled. If you think of a developed, if, if you think of a developed canceled. country, Japan is a huge consumer of bear bile, as well. Right. So Japan would be the voice of reason, and they're not. Well, not Japan happening. or Vietnam or something, but Vietnam would be the voice of reason. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. How she, I don't know the, the Asian politics. Didn't well. we offend like a different sect each episode? Look, okay. I understand that people want their bear bile, but please get it synthetically. Save the bears. We'll send those pictures out. They're horrible. I think North Korea is super progressive. You do? Is that a Zach? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take... Let me get to my section here. We're going to take one more musical break, and after that, it'll be time for Open Kimono. Do I have echo in here? How does a polar bear end up on the iceberg? They always show the, you know what I mean? I think it gets to the ice, it's hunting a seal, and then, I don't know, it starts drifting away. And it can't, it can't swim back, it's too tired. And it drowns? That's fucking awful, it just gets stranded on the ice, iceberg. It's horrible. I think being a park ranger would be dope, honestly. You you wouldn't like being a... I don't want to deal with, like, the... Like, doing that kind of investigation would be sick. You don't think so? That kind of law enforcement? Yeah. It's basically policing. I mean, it is, but, like, you're, you know, you're, like, protecting the bears. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Can you imagine the type of people that you encounter cutting off bear paws trying to sell it to Asia? Motherfuckers. Motherfucking opportunists. Opportunists, profiteering. I mean, those. I mean, those people will. I mean, that'd be. They would probably people them. with not a lot of options. If that's what they're doing. No, for well, I will for sure they don't have a lot of options. But just the option is to kill the bear is not. It tough. shouldn't be an option either. Yeah, tough. Yeah, absolutely not. Hey, what's one way you could help climate change? Let's end on that. What's what's one good way you can do it? Look, we don't want. I don't want to preach. Okay, okay. on pod. And honestly, it it it's being it's whatever you eat. It's a personal journey. You can't tell someone to do something. It just 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 doesn't work. But you can help by being a veg. And, and now, why? Because the meat industry is is really, really bad for the climate. That's it. It's bad so for the say, climate. I hate he preaching to people. It's he uses so tons of land. I feel he like uses tons of water. It's true. It's right. True. The amount true. of water that goes into the feed to feed the beef is a huge problem. It's true. But being a veg is it's a personal journey. I just don't think you can. It's hard to, you know, if you force someone to do it, 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 like it, like there's it, like, many things you can do it. for climate change. One of them is to is to eat less meat. You don't have to be a f- pure veg. You can just eat less meat. That's good. Okay. Yeah. If you just eat less meat, it would be it would be better. This is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and leave nothing to the imagination. Noah, what is your open kimono? My my open kimono is that the bear is fucking amazing. I think the grizzly bears show where we're still wild in the U.S. The fact that we still have them in the U.S. is a, a triumph for the park service, honestly, because it shows that some areas that we have here are true are truly like still wild. Um, they're fucking sick. 
uh, bear safety. Black bear attacks you. Fight it back because it won't care if you play dead. Grizzly bear attacks you. You back away slowly. Don't look at it. And then if it does actually leap at you, you play dead because it, it won't matter if you fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, be in groups of th- a three or more when it went out there. Uh, don't fishing or hunting. You do whatever you want, but it'll just increase your chances of getting attacked by a bear. Mm-hmm. Bears are not just a powerful animal. Bears are a unique, unique creature. Okay. They're not an apex predator. They're more like an apex omnivore, which is really cool. They're a giant mammal that can still be supported by the ecosystem. And when we lose the bears, we lose the wild. We will lose the wild. Hey, also, also, um, it's mm-hmm. fucking sick that they're a spring and summer creature. They're like us. They're a spring and summer creature that just wants mm-hmm. to sl- that wants to go go away for the winter. Shout out to Sarah and her bo- and her bear, whoever her bear may be. Okay, right. hairy bear man. Right. Okay. May they hibernate together in peace. Okay, we are the Dude Nature Podcast. Instagram at dude underscore nature. Send us a message. Leave a review on iTunes. Guys, leave a, leave us a... Look, we really appreciate the Ligma. Again, honestly, maybe iTunes did stop our reviews because we were leaving dick Sorry, jokes on I should on stop all saying them. iTunes. You leave a review on it's Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. It is right. confusing, isn't it? It's That's on Apple Podcasts. You know why it's confusing? Because it is confusing. If you are one of the millions of people who got a new iPhone, apparently, I read this, you can review again. That's right. If you got the new iPhone... You can review us on Fuck Apple yeah, Podcasts. That's again, what I'm talking about. Get a shout out. Hey, I, honestly, maybe we got taken off iTunes. We got uh, the iTunes is back because we're leaving dick jokes. You know what we do? Just continue to leave dick jokes. Yeah, literally make it pages of dick jokes. Mike Oxhard, Mike Oxlimp, Mike Oxsoft. Yeah, anything like that. Okay, those are good ones. Ivan Yakinov is good too. And thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>